Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What up, Fightful friends and family, and welcome to episode 7 of Fightful Wrestling Roundtable. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Shaquille Mahjuri of CBS Sports, doing my little once-a-month NWO, Aces and Eights, Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling Invasion, taking over everything that Sean Ross Sapp has worked so hard for piggybacking as I do and he's not the only one I'm piggybacking off of because we've got the best the brightest the sweetest the nicest the most charismatic voices in pro wrestling here with us this week to my right on the screen you know who he is he's interviewed everyone from John Cena to Dwayne The Rock Johnson he is the host of Insight with Chris Van Vliet and his name fun fact is also Chris Van Vliet How's it going, my man? Isn't that crazy <laughs> that it's called Insight with Chris Van Vliet, and that's my name as well? Shaq, thank you so much for having me back on here. Can't wait for this. Thank you so much. It's amazing having you on. Thank you for offering to step in on last notice when I asked you to two weeks ago, and then immediately having the pull, plug pulled on that because I was too You sent me a DM. You said, can you do this? And by the time I got to the DM, like 14 minutes later, you're like, Oops, sorry, already <laughs> filled the spot. Move on. Forget I even sent this. Well, you know, Tempest, click on the draw there. So happy to have him. Uh, and of course, another returning face, another fan favorite. She is the host of Unsanctioned on Complex, also the Church of Joshi. You know Alex Lahas. How are you? Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Second time here with another amazing panel. I'm excited to get into the topics yes. today. <laughs> Two-time Quizzlemania winner, but don't ask about Horatio. Uh, we've hey. decided. <laughs> we've decided that uh, in because of this double Alex situation, we're going to refer to you as Queen today. Maybe we'll let Alex McCarthy of Talk Sport see the inside the ropes banner in the back as well. Settle on how he wants to be referred. Mm. We could do Queen and King. I don't know if you're feeling up to it. Alex, how's it going, my man? What do you want to be called today? <laughs> you know what, Alex is fine. Queen gets queen privileges. Okay. That is, I will take the uh, the servant name, Alex. Anyway, thank you for having me, Shaq. Probably the most famous Shaq I know. Uh, thanks for the invite. And what an, what an ensemble we have here, man. Really excited to chop it up with you guys. Yeah, so thrilled to do this, guys. Let's dive right into it very quickly, though. If you can, if you haven't, please... Hit that subscribe button. Support all the great work that Sean Ross Sapp and all the many faces at Fightful Pro Wrestling do. Hit the thumbs up so more people see this video. We will have a Q&A section at the end, so please save your Super Chat donations towards the end of the show. Um, if my guys can multitask, I'm going to put out a tweet reminding everyone that the show is live. Feel free to hit the retweet if you have a second on the back end oh, I'm, there. I'm going to do that right now. Look at that. Look at that. Okay. Let's start here. Topic number one. Now, uh, wow, the details are getting very interesting, a little dicey in this Vince McMahon investigation pertaining to, uh, you know, a, a reportedly a paralegal that, that he paid off after, um, allegedly paid off after an intimate 
interaction. Um, obviously, not only are the details pending as lawyers investigate, but um, I don't know about you guys. I'm no expert to predict what the outcome of this investigation could really mean. But I think there's an interesting caveat that's sort of being overlooked, and that is that just short of this, just prior to this, we got the news that Stephanie McMahon was at least temporarily taking a hiatus from a lot of her roles as an executive in the WWE. Now you have her stepping in as the interim chairman, chairwoman and CEO in place of her father. If we were getting the sense, and I don't know that we all were, but if I was getting the sense that Stephanie McMahon was sort of starting to phase out a little bit of the family business, what is the opportunity here that now, at least in name, she is sort of taking over the reins and stepping up for the family while Vince McMahon is, is forced to at least in name sort of step aside as chairman and CEO? Chris? I would love to be a fly on the wall to see what's actually going on behind closed doors here because we have no clue what's going on. And as wrestling fans, we do what we like to do, which is speculate. And there's been a lot of speculating going on here. One of my biggest questions is who leaked this story? I'd really like to know, is this someone within WWE that leaked this story? Is it someone maybe from a competitor, you know, another company that leaked this story? It's, a, it's an answer we will never know. But what's interesting is you're right. It seemed like Steph was leaving and kind of like saying goodbye to WWE at least for a little while and now she's back in and back in in the top spot and I would think that it's her job at least right now to just kind of stay the course uh, WWE say what you want as a fan WWE as a business has been more profitable than ever right now and now that is on her shoulders to continue that whether that's for the next week month year or perhaps you know maybe this becomes her permanent job from here on out but It'll be very interesting. I doubt that things in the day-to-day, -day, the week-to-week -week on Raw and SmackDown and NXT change very much. But I think as a business, it's just kind of stay the course and try to remain profitable. Alec? Oh, sorry. Excuse me. How could I? What a peasant <laughs> I am. Queen. The queen of Fightful's Roundtable. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I agree with Chris. I would love to be the fly on that wall of whatever is going on uh, in that company. Um, I think it's very interesting that Stephanie left and now she came back as interim. Um, I've seen some statements from her where she is making it a priority to make the workplace safe and, you know, every corporate thing, you know, quote that is necessary with a situation like this. I would hope that she does the right thing of actually doing that within this company especially with the recent events that we've seen with sasha banks and naomi and the treatment that they received and from a lot of other interviews that have come out with a lot of women that were released in the company of how they were treated in certain meetings and what the topics of certain meetings were so i would hope that she does actually uh, fix up the workplace for everyone and not just on the corporate side, but also on the television side with all of the wrestlers and, and everything like that, because there is a good opportunity to kind of just step up and change the culture of the industry as a whole, because we've seen WWE go, I mean, there's a lot of CNN clips and it's, it's interesting, the big news sources that is picking this up especially the leak was from the wall street journal and it's interesting when they go back and they show different clips of wwe and how you know one of the biggest women's wrestlers at the time trish stratus was barking like a dog for vince mcmahon so it's interesting to see that footage and it's and it's something that you know as wrestling fans we've always known so when this came out we were not shocked so i hope you know she Stephanie McMahon denounces everything that he's done. I haven't seen a quote from that yet, but I hope with this new opportunity of taking this position, she, you know, she's worked with so many different charities and different organizations that helps lift up women. So I think this is now she is in the perfect position to continue that role, not only in that, you know, chief brand officer of her older role, but now with the CEO, you know, you can shift the culture a little bit more, especially for women. Alex. Me. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, I'm the same as, as these two in, in the notion that Stephanie McMahon coming to the helm would be a good thing. Um, I just think for all intents and purposes, 
at this stage, I sincerely doubt she has any real power to wield. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, Vince McMahon voluntarily stepping back uh, and everything about that while this investigation goes on, it kind of suggests that it's all a cosmetic thing, really, uh, and it's for appearances at the moment until Vince is under real I would say legal pressure to walk away from his position. That man will never resign. I'll tell you that for nothing. He he will never ever walk away from that position. And him coming out on SmackDown and Raw as as you know annoyingly as he did, um, I think that's just a testament to that. He doesn't care. He will he will stay the course. So I think uh, all of my dealings with Stephanie McMahon, all the times I've met her, she's been nothing short of wonderful. She's done a lot for WWE in terms of humanitarian and uh, you know, charities and stuff like that. I mean, the last time I saw her, in fact, was at a Be A Star. Uh, it was, it was, I can't remember exactly what it was now. They were bowling, I think, in New York. It was last time I saw you, actually, Queen, um, during that trip to Survivor <laughs> Series. That's when I saw Stephanie, and she was honestly wonderful. Like, she... If those are the things that she prioritizes, you know, making everything inclusive and treating everybody correctly, then we know the wrestling industry for a long time hasn't exactly got a great record of treating people great in any kind of manner. It's a very cutthroat business. So Stephanie in that position, I think, does give us a fresh impetus and a take. I don't want to wish this on anyone, but I just don't think anything will change with WWE until Vincent Mann is just not alive anymore. Uh, he will not walk away from the company. That's just, you know, that's just the way it is. So I hope Stephanie can do as much as she can possibly do while she's got her dad looking over her. Do we think, because, you know, on Pat McAfee's podcast that Vince McMahon was on, Vince sort of expressed that he was disappointed that his family uh, did not maybe live up to his expectations for taking direction of this company. And we've seen over the last couple of years, Nick Khan, a WWE president, sort of, uh, at, at least from reports, uh, stepping into uh, more and more important capacities within the company. Do we think this earns Stephanie any favor with Vince and sort of has Vince McMahon taking another look as to whether or not WWE could and should remain inside the McMahon family, at least as a majority holder? Anyone? I would think that Vince McMahon's probably a very hard person to impress. And I feel like he'd probably be an even harder father to impress. So <laughs> Shane and Steph not living up to his standard is probably just his standard is so astronomically high that it, I don't know if anyone could live up to that. So I don't know. I, I, I would really wonder if Stephanie McMahon is actually in this position and actually in power right now, or if she's just in this position right now in name alone, and Vince McMahon is still calling a lot of the shots behind the scenes. I would have to guess, it's been what, just a few days since the announcement was made. I'd have to guess, guess that Vince is still calling a lot of the shots and Stephanie McMahon's just the one who has you know, the, the name and the title right now. It's wild that he still has that creative power when you think about it, right? Like you have to step down from CEO and chairman. Oh, but it's fine, you can still run everything that wwe puts out on television like so what if this if this investigation goes a certain way is he still allowed to do all of that right he just can't be the ceo and chairman anymore to me that doesn't make sense so i don't know i i, I mean when it comes to shane obviously he sold his stocks off in 2009 i believe right when he departed the company um and as far as voting power and all that stuff goes uh, i think stephanie is the next most powerful mcmahon if that makes any sense but in terms of who was groomed, Triple H was being groomed for years, wasn't he? Right. And yeah. then he's had this health scare. Stephanie has kind of been groomed alongside that. They were probably going to be a tag team, as it were. But then she was about to step away. Presumably, it's been really difficult with Triple H's health and, and everything else. So it, it's, it's probably come at the worst time for everyone. But at the same time, I, I do think Stephanie is probably the best equipped out of everyone to to step into the breach and it doesn't hurt to put a woman in a powerful position either I, I think that's that would be the right move yeah I agree I think it is a good move to put a woman in position especially everything that's come out um and I agree it's an interesting time because it wasn't what five years ago where we thought hey Triple H could be the perfect person to take this over and especially seeing how well he was taking care of that black and gold era of NXT, there was some kind oh. of hope. Yeah, I know. I know. And there was just some kind of hope for that, right? If it wasn't going to at least stay in the 
pure McMahon family, at least it was going to stay in the family somewhat, but also in good hands of someone who really understands the business and and cares about the future of this business. And unfortunately, he did have his health scare. And thank God he's feeling, you know, he's better now. But it's it'll be interesting where how everything plays out and where we will be a year from now. Okay, guys, enough speculation. Let's move on to some <laughs> opinions. We've got a very fantasy matchup pay-per-view coming up. This weekend? Is it this weekend or next? It is, yeah, man. I've been on vacation. I cannot keep track of things. (laughs) AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door, June 26th at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I think fans have sort of been clamoring, at least the hardcores, for this AEW-NJPW crossover. Basically, since the launch of AEW, we saw, obviously, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, even Cody sort of make that transition over. It's been an interesting build. Um, obviously, unfortunately, CM Punk suffered that injury. He's on the shelf. It was supposed to be him versus Tanahashi. Brian Danielson's uh, future at the event will be announced on AEW Dynamite he, this Wednesday. He also has apparently been uh, coping and recovering from some, you know, dings and stuff that happens over the course of those disgustingly brutal matches that he puts himself through on AEW programming. I'm going to go through the card very quickly. I'd like for each of you to let me know first what stands out as sort of an early highlight, something you either expected or didn't expect that you're really looking forward to. And afterwards, we can talk a little bit about where is the card sort of lacking with, you know, less than one week till the event. So uh, going from the marquee down, we got John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the interim AEW world title. Then we will have the inaugural all-Atlantic Championship, Pac versus Miro versus Tom, uh, Tomohara Ishii versus the winner of Malachi Black versus Pentagon. The Sex Gods reunite Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara versus, and with Minoru Suzuki to take on Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuda, and Shota Umino. Will Ospreay defends the IWGP United States heavyweight title against Orange Cassidy. We've got an AEW match strictly. Thunder Rosa defending the women's title against Tony Storm. And then we also have, as of right now, ROH Tag Champs FTR versus the United Empire, which is Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn versus Rapongi Vice, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero. We'll start with the Queen this time. Uh, what is the... <laughs> you love the emphasis every time. Uh, out of those six <laughs> matches that we've announced so far, what stands out to you the most? I'm very, very curious to see how uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus John Moxley is going to play out. And especially considering Moxley's time um, in New Japan and he's been calling out Tanahashi. It's a good story to tell. It's very unfortunate to see Punk not in this match. Um, but this is a good person to go against Tanahashi. And I think overall the card is just going to be a lot of fun to watch. I've always loved those Honor Rising pay-per-views that Ring of Honor and New Japan used to play around with a lot. So I'm excited to see how this one plays out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see also Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm because I'm really happy that they're acknowledging Tony Storm's achievements because she's got a long list of achievements in stardom. She's the S former SWA champion. She is the world of stardom championship, which is the red belt, which is the, you know, mega the belt. Um, and she's won the Cinderella tournament. Like she has a lot of history with stardom and stardom doesn't have a partnership with New Japan. Although I really wish we would have had somebody from Stardom participate in the show, uh, like someone like Starlight Kid. She's amazing in Stardom. And also uh, Mayu Watani. She's incredible. But I'm really excited to see how the fans react to this entire show. Also very curious to see if Okada's going to come out. Very curious about that. Alex. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, obviously Moxley and Tanahashi at the top of the card. When you, you know, when when we as kids, right, you'd go on maybe a WCW versus WWE pay-per-view or any kind of cross-promotional, you're always dreaming 
of the top versus the top, like the biggest talents versus the biggest talents. And I think on this card, that's perhaps only the true essence of that idea is Moxie versus Tanahashi. As as Queen said, it's going <laughs> to be a bunch of fun, right? Every matchup I can see there like, wow, you know, I'm going to enjoy watching it. But, you know, we don't have Shingo or we don't have Okada uh, or Ibushi. Uh, we all know that situation. But I just mean in general, right, the names – um, you can't go Kenny versus this or, you know, whoever. So um, that's unfortunate. We are we are probably going to get JY added to that. It's worth noting, right? With Hangman and Adam Cole, probably in some iteration. And if Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. does happen, wow, that's going to be incredible as well. So there's a lot to get excited about. It's just, you know, I guess it's a little unfortunate. We don't have like three or four real ah matches that you, you would die to see. Um, but having said that, Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy, I really believe, are going to stun everyone. I, I was quite not shocked by the reaction to it online. I understand where they're going. You know, you've got Will Ospreay, and then there's like a whole list of guys you're thinking, oh, God, I can't wait to see him get in with them. But Orange Cassidy, I mean, what he did with Pack a couple of years ago on pay-per-view gives me great enthusiasm to believe that that's going to be an absolute banger, and they could definitely t- tear the house down. So I'm pulling for Orange to... to to shut some people up there, to be honest, because I, I do believe that that match will kill. So, Matt, and again, the women, it's a big night for them because really, and I wish someone had asked Tony Khan this, I haven't had the chance, but I wish someone had. Like, how much was done to get some crossover Japanese ladies on the show? You know what I mean? Like, there, was there any kind of deal to be done with stardom? At one point, it was like, is there even going to be women on the show? Right? It wasn't. We didn't know anything. So, A, I'm glad there is. But B, I do think it's a big night for Thunder Rosa because her title reign hasn't perhaps matched the electricity that the rise to it had. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a massive fan of her talent that I am, and, and Tony, I'm hoping that it comes together and, and it really kicks off. So, yeah, there's a lot to get excited about. But I hope that Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy uh, light up the timeline, as it were, with a great performance. <laughs> Oh, and just the the crowd reaction that night, I think, from the fan base is is going to be something else, Chris. Mm-hmm. The match I'm most excited for is that one that Alex just listed off there: Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. And I've been waving the Will Osprey flag for many years. He is so insanely talented in the ring, and I'm excited because this is a chance for a lot of people in North America to really be introduced to Will Osprey. They might not be familiar with his work, and I mean. Let's say what you want about Orange Cassidy. He can work like that guy can mm. work. And I think that people forget that he's not just this comical character that sticks his hands in his pockets. That guy can work. But I think my biggest problem with this pay-per-view as a whole is the whole concept of the forbidden door is opening this up for all the dream matches that we couldn't have two plus years ago. And when you look at this card top to bottom with great respect to everything that they're building here, I don't see any dream matches. Like, I don't see any of those matches where I go, oh my God, it's finally happening. Like, Will Ospreay, like you said, Shaq, you know, there's probably half a dozen people that like, that's the dream match. It's Will Ospreay versus that person. And I just look at this card and I go, yeah, like Queen said, fun, but not (laughs) the dream matchups we were looking for. And I think that Mm. it just seems a little disheartening that like, I don't know, this is the first time this is happening and we're going, oh, these are some fine matchups. <laughs> like this should be stacked with like the absolute dream matchups we've all been talking about for the last decade. And instead we're getting some solid matchups. I will say though, that even though it's not a crossover match, it's not a dream match, it's not like, uh, you know, any sort of forbidden door match, Tony Storm versus Thunder Rose is going to steal the show, I think. I think that match is going to be so, so good. And as great as the main event is, I think we all know that John Moxley is going to be walking away with the interim AT, uh, AEW championship because it just doesn't make sense to me to give the championship to someone who's not even employed by that company. So we go into that. I feel like already knowing what the finish is going to be and how this is going to end. And I'd love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong here, but I feel like we go in going, yeah, the guy who whose paychecks are signed by Tony Khan and AEW, that's probably the guy who leaves with the strap. I'm interested to see how it plays out because I, I, I tend to agree with, with you guys that I think Tony Khan protects his talent quite well when he sends them off and about, and I don't know if he's going to 
passed on an opportunity to give Moxley the belt. But, you know, if you're trying to get that Punk-Tanahashi match sooner rather than later, whenever Punk is ready, that would seem like the quickest way there is to have Tanahashi go over. Either way, I'm, I'm interested. I like to plant some seeds of doubt in my own mind. Um, I want to <laughs> circle back and get everyone's thoughts on some of the matches that maybe could have been made but haven't been made yet before. I will. Uh, I think Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa is a great call. Osprey, Cassidy as well. Just to give some love as someone with a terribly short attention span, uh, the idea of seeing Miro pack who I will keep saying is the best wrestler all around on the planet. Man, do I love that guy so much. Look, Osprey, Osprey, Pack, the Brits. I'm just saying, the, the Brits have got it. How about Osprey versus Pack? That'd be amazing. That'd be great. I've, we've seen that in England, and it is good, by the way. So, um, <laughs> shock, I know. but Alex, which uh, if, if we're supposed to do a one-to-one comparison, which British wrestler are you? Most like. Oh, Jesus. Am I like? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Big Daddy Haystacks. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't compare myself to Pack and Osprey. They're like, they're not, not, they're not real people, are they? You could have William Regal in the dress, maybe. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Regal. Regal. yeah. 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 Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, man, the idea of seeing Miro and Ishii come face to face blows my mind pack and malachi mm-hmm. produce magic every time i just think every combination of those four guys offers so much to dive into stylistically i think it's just going to be so much fun um very quickly that before we move on from this topic i would like to get everyone's thoughts and by the way guys if you have questions super jets please start rolling those in and we'll get to them by the end um what is one match i know alex already sort of alluded yeah, I mean, Sean, gotta gotta justify the show for SRS, yeah. right? I mean, I gotta, I gotta make him some money. Um, we know, for example, Punk is out injured. We're gonna see what's going on with Danielson. Ibushi's obviously at odds with NJPW. Are there any dream matches you think that they could have made? And you know, maybe we're not privy to something behind the scenes, but are there any matches that come to mind that we could have made that we haven't seen made yet? And I'll just kind of open up the floor on this one. It's it's so hard to do right because yeah because 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 like the the way the roster is like injury wise and stuff like in an ideal world if you just had a clean slate um, there's a ton but yeah. you know all, all of the issues like again I would you would love Kota Ibushi to be involved in this event but he's at odds with uh, New Japan to put it lightly uh, and again you know like if you if you had Kenny and you got Ibushi and Kenny and you can do stuff there. Like that would have been really cool. I remember Jericho said to me once that he would like to tag with Kenny mm. uh, against Tanahashi and Okada, which he thinks would, would main event a Tokyo Dome. Like he's got it in his head that him and Kenny, the Winnipeggers, whatever they called themselves, will tag one day. Um, and he's talked about Suzuki ad nauseum as well. Like, I know they're on the team together this time, but I wouldn't be surprised if, Suzuki maybe loses his head with him at this event and because Jericho has in wants to face Suzuki down the road. He's been quite open about that. So th- there's a, there's like a ton of different options like that in a perfect world. But looking at the landscape like now, hard it's quite hard to make a case yeah. for what they could and shouldn't have done, I think. Anyway, I could be wrong. I'm going to go with a match like with zero buildup and zero storyline, just like a match that would be like so gifable, so memeable, that would light up the timeline, like you said. It's Will Ospreay versus Phoenix. Like those guys can Ooh. do just oh, yeah. unbelievable things that you know very few other people in the on the face of the planet can do. So, just for no other reason other than for us to go, oh my god, this is amazing! <laughs> Give me Will Ospreay versus Phoenix at some point this year. I I think I'd like to see Ricky Starks versus Naito just of the swag of the whole <laughs> match with their just suits and just Ricky's. I think he's such a great performer as well. Um, but I would also love to see uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Keith Lee. I feel like that's a match where it would be such a heavy hitting match. Um, I think with a proper build as well, it could be, it could be, it could be a sleeper of a match, you know, but it's also like I agree with Alex as well, where it's just like it's hard because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people in that lower card that would be excellent for any dream match in New Japan. Um, but it's just hard to navigate how a story would build 
with some people, especially like a majority of people that are always on dark and evolution. Like, I don't know how they would fit into like an actual pay-per-view. Like they're amazing talent, don't get me wrong, but I just wish there was something more because there's so many people that are out. Like, I think Brian Danielson is supposed to be injured and even Kenny would have been nice to have maybe him versus Okada on American soil would blow people's minds. Mm. Um, But yeah, it's, and I agree with everyone else. It's just like, it's hard to be extra excited for this because this is a forbidden door. We should be getting like these dream matches that we've been, you know, gawking over for years online, but it's, it's going to be a fun show. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I I hope that Danielson Zack Sabre Jr. match that Alex mentioned. If, if you could have had like a clean slate, like I said earlier, and sorry. like Danielson Sabre Jr. would have been one of them. So yeah. I really hope that it happens. Okay, guys, um, we do have another pay-per-view coming up the week after this one. That is Money in the Bank. Funny enough, running the same night as UFC 276, one of the biggest papers of the year, in Las Vegas, both. Wrap your heads around that one for me. Anywho, uh, we are not here to talk about MMA. That's just the title belt over there chattering into my ear. The champ is here. Wow. <laughs> Brock, Look Brock Lesnar-esque. As you wow, what Look weight class are you in to win the UFC championship? Oh, man. I, I wish it was heavier than it really was. Um, <laughs> Look how decorated you are. Oh, thank yeah. you. No <laughs> Emmys. Flyweight no champion, Emmys, straw but, weight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in your defense, those are children's replicas. So oh, no. <laughs> they look, they look full size. They look fan- uh, Yeah, you mm. know, de- depth of field man is, is reality. Um, you yeah. know what? You know what? Thank you for the segue, Chris. It is the summer. We got the bulk. We got the cut. And if I ever want to punch my weight up to Chris Van Vliet, get myself in those fitness magazines, I might want. To start stocking up on some magic spoon, but there's one person way more equipped than me to talk about this. Hit it, Sean Rossap. Do you like cereal but hate all the junk that's associated with it? Well, magicspoon.com slash fightful has you covered. Save five dollars off your order when you get a custom bundle, custom box right now. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs per serving. Only 140 calories per serving. Keto-friendly, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and gluten-free. And right now you can build your own box. Not just right now, anytime. Blueberry, cinnamon, honey nut, maple waffle, cookies and cream, cocoa fruity, frosted peanut butter, all the flavors you loved growing up, and how about this, a money-back guarantee. If for some reason you don't like it or you just want your money back, magicspoon.com slash Fightful does that. Not only is it great in the mornings, it's great for a snack throughout the day, a midnight snack as well, without having all those carbs and unhealthy parts of cereal. magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Thank you, SRS. I could not hear what he was talking about, but I'm sure it was Magic Spoon related. Um, all right. Money in the Bank is coming up. And much like the Royal Rumble, this is a chance every year for a WWE superstar to, one on the men's, one on the women's side, to sort of punch their ticket to a guaranteed title shot in, you know, almost every case. We do have that card sort of shaping up right now. You've got Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre in the men's match, for example. But I kind of want to open up the field here. Let's do a little bit of dream matchmaking. Let's keep it... You know, if you were running WWE Creative, if Vince McMahon still wasn't pulling the strings amid everything that's going on in the company, who would you like to see win the briefcase this year in the men's and women's ladder matches? Who is in that position where they've got enough momentum to justify the win, but also could really, really use that boost to take it to the next level. Alex, let's start with you. I mean, there's so many options. Um, I I keep getting the feeling that Seth might do it again. Um, they, they've really referenced heavy the heist of the century and all of that stuff talk lately. And, and now that I know it's Brock and Roman again at SummerSlam, just have a little feeling that that could happen. I'd personally like to see Kevin Owens um, pick up the briefcase just from a super biased perspective. Um, hasn't been world champion in like five years. That seems obscenely too long for a man that talented. Um, 
but again, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew picked it up and then he called his shot in Cardiff. I could see that as well, because that's such a Drew WWE babyface thing to do. Um, but yeah, it, it's a really hard one to call. But if it, WWE, when you think they're going to make someone, they, they rarely make two at once, right? <laughs> There's a, like, they, they, they go big name somewhere. They go, you know what? Tried and trusted. I feel like Seth. Um, but on the ladies' side, Bailey could return. I keep thinking in my mind, like that would be a big spot. If she was to come back, she needs to be factored in in a big way because before she left, I mean, I, I know she started to get her flowers once she got injured. Everyone was like, oh no, but she didn't even get on that WrestleMania card, which is still basically unforgivable in my opinion. Um, and she was one of the best things about WWE in the pandemic era, if not the best. She could come back and be a real big fixture, rousey, Belair, however you wanted to play her. She's juxtaposed is great with both of them. I think Bailey doesn't need it, but it would be a great way to bring her back in and go, okay, we're back off to the races again. So I say Rollins and Bailey, but I feel horrible about both picks. <laughs> right? I want them to make someone and be someone new. But if I had to predict, it would probably be that. But yeah, shout out for Kevin Owens on my my personal side. Chris. And Liv Morgan, maybe. Hmm. I think it's, time. it's, it's an interesting question because it's like, where do you think it's going to go? Like who's actually going to win these matches and who would your heart mm -hmm. say that you want to win the matches? And I agree with Alex. I think it all signs point to Seth Rollins winning this match, but I think it'd be so fun if Ezekiel or whatever you want to call him, <laughs> Elias in that position, it would just be so fun to see what they do with it. Like that's, that is the most entertaining storyline going on in WWE right now. And it's just, I can't wait to see what ends up happening with this. So by no means do I actually think this is going to happen, but I think it'd be super fun if it did. I'm also going to, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I would love to see the Miz back in the title picture. Like the Miz was such an underrated WWE champion. And I think that he's a guy who looks like a star. He is a legit star. Like he lives in like an $8 million mansion. Like, Calabasas, huh. like near Justin Bieber and Kim Kardashian, like the Miz is a legit star, and it'd be awesome to see as he's getting you know a little bit older and as his career is starting to wind down, like give him one last awesome ah I didn't mean to do that, but pun not intended. Give him <laughs> one last awesome run uh, where he can really show what he's done since the last time he held the championship. And I'm sure everybody in the comments is you know calling me crazy right now, but. The Miz is so underrated, and I'd love to see him have a shot there. On the women's side, Bailey makes a lot of sense. Bailey makes a ton of sense here, and I think that it'd be great to have her come back and you know really have a great run with the title. I don't know if that's what's going to happen here, but Bailey, in my heart, feels like it makes the most sense. Uh, I can confirm. Someone in the chat wrote uh, Chris Van Vliet heel turn confirmed. <laughs> tell me tell me the miz isn't amazing whether you like him or not tell me the miz isn't amazing chris what is your heel turn you're, you're like one of the nicest guys in, in in this space i know ariel you've talked to ariel Hawane, who's going through a bit of a heel renaissance of his own when are we going to get the full chris van vliet heel turn what would i have to do to turn heel a lot <laughs> <laughs> Never smile ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You got to call someone I, in the media out, basically. Maybe I'll start teasing this heel turn. I feel like, like I got I got a lot of heel heat today. I did an interview with Greg Hardy, who uh, just signed with BKFC. And uh, a lot of people told me they were unsubscribing from my YouTube channel. So the heel turn has begun, I think. Hey, you know, sometimes oh, I'm a firm believer that everybody has a great story and you know everybody's story should be told. Uh, but apparently not everybody feels that way. Although hey. somehow Mike Tyson, who is a, you know, we, we don't even have to go down that. You know what they say? The, the best stories come from real life. So you do want to take that fuel, Chris, and let the heel turn. Perhaps begin. the heel heat is coming yes. in now. Uh, Alex, <laughs> what, what, what do you think would be best for business? But, you know, best for the soul as well when it comes to the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Well, best for business, it's, I think it's obvious it would be Liv Morgan. Um, I also agree with Bailey. Like, where is she? I would love to have Bailey back. Man, was she fantastic throughout her run as uh, SmackDown champion, 
even though it was, you know, the Thunderdome, we never speak of it ever again, but Bailey was fantastic. Um, but I think what's best for business is Liv Morgan. I think what's best for my soul, I would love to see Shotzi win the money in the bank. I think she's someone who has really fallen under the radar, like fallen in the background. And I've always viewed money in the bank as something that helps like lift up somebody's career a little bit, right? Like lift them up from that underdog position. So in some cases, but I think that would definitely be the case for Shotzi. Um, As far as the men, they're all fantastic choices. Even the Miz is a fantastic choice. I will agree with that. (laughs) He is a star. He wasn't dancing with the stars. You can't deny it. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I think it would be a lot of fun to see Sami Zayn win the money Mm. in the bank and just like have him come out, tease it almost as if like, the way that Carmella was the longest money in the bank holder and she would come out now and then and kind of tease it a little bit. I think Sami Zayn could do a lot of great work with that. And I mean, he had one of the best WrestleMania matches and he had a match against the entire Jackass cast, you know, like I feel like someone like Sammy can turn a weird thing into gold. And right now it's hard to see where the booking is going in all of the divisions um and even you know the inclusion of Brock versus Roman like I feel like giving the money in the bank to someone like Sami Zayn would just be a refresher almost like you know possibly giving it to Ezekiel Elias but I think Sami Zayn is more in a better position especially now with his alliance with the bloodline (laughs) it'd be it'd be really really fun to see how he plays out with that well, can I just say him as a pseudo member of the bloodline makes that incredibly fun. Yeah. Like, the, you know, like he'd, 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 he'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to cash it in, Roman. You can trust me. And you just get it every <laughs> week. Like the little teases. I'll tell you what else as well, which none of us said, and it just came to me. Not that I want it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lacey, Lacey Evans got the push for money in the bank. Like oh, yeah. the company, the company are kind of, you know, telling us every week how important she is. And don't forget the big plan she had before she fell pregnant, she was going to be in the title match with Charlotte Flair at Mania, wasn't she? So it could happen. could happen. All right. I'll, I'll throw mine out there a little bit. Now, uh, I have to cover SmackDown every week for uh, CBS Sports, do a little recap live watch. And I got to say, I'm not jealous of my colleague Brent Brookhouse, who's got to handle three hours of Raw. SmackDown has been really good for the past little while, in, in part due to, uh, I think, one of the things that WWE doesn't do enough. It's called the universe, but I feel like they always sort of like close in their storylines as if no one else exists in the company. So like the Queen and Alex alluded to, I've really enjoyed seeing this interplay of like the Bloodline and Sami Zayn and then RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre and then Shinsuke. Like it's nice to see that oh yeah, these are people who share a locker room and, and, and are in the same venue week after week, um, who do have rivalries with one another. They, you know, they don't just forget once it's over. Um, I think Riddle has just emerged as the biggest star. Um, I He is so... His sort of like comeback one versus two spot against the Usos and his role with RK-Bro, like, I knew he was good. I am fully convinced now that he can be a world champion. He lost the match to Roman Reigns. If you've got a year with the title, I feel like having the Money in the Bank briefcase would be a nice way to sort of keep him in the sphere while also kind of getting him away from the bloodline for a little bit. I also think it create. you know, I feel like over these last few months, we've had like zero believable challengers for Roman Reigns up until Riddle. And now we're seeing WWE go back to the well with Brock Lesnar. I think you could see, a you know, in the next 12 months, Roman Reigns versus The Rock, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns versus Riddle. Now we're suddenly starting to see a number of viable contenders. And I like the idea that, you know, we might get a situation where we don't know quite who the WWE is going to pick to finally dethrone Reigns. On the women's side, maybe I'm getting a little crazy here. Uh, I candidly hate, hate how WWE has publicly handled the Sasha Banks and Naomi walkout. Uh, I 
candidly think it's sickening the way they've sort of publicly aired that out. That being said, if controversy creates cash, as a very famous individual in pro wrestling once said, and the reports seem to be kind of confusing as to whether or not Sasha Banks has reached a release with the WWE. Imagine if Sasha Banks comes back, surprise mm. entrant, wins that, wins that briefcase. Think the fans are going to be pretty happy that night. I really don't think it's going to come to it, but uh, you know, I, now we have our own version of MJF and AEW. I, I know those situations are very different, but if they can somehow make amends and move forward, I think that would make for a, a pretty memorable moment in Money in the Bank next week. All right, guys, I do. I did sort of allude to it, so I would like to. I, I know we're running short on time, but I, but I would really like to get to this. Um. Heading into SmackDown, you know, Riddle versus Roman Reigns, big match. One of Roman's super rare uh, live televised matches. He's basically AWOL these days. He he not only took the title from Brock Lesnar, but he also took his, like, activity level with him. <laughs> uh, now we've got Brock Lesnar back in the fold. I saw Alex talk about it with not the most enthusiastic look on his face. How do we feel that we're getting another iteration of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, considering the fact that, you know, it was just in April a few months ago that Roman Reigns finally unified the titles? And we'll throw this out for whoever's got a thought popping into their head. <laughs> uh... I feel like the silence speaks volumes <laughs> about where people are at with this one. Yeah, that's what I Queen? was thinking. Um, I don't want to, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I don't want to see this again. I absolutely don't. It's great to know that at least there's one match on the card that will be my bathroom break, but I just Ooh. don't, I just don't want to see it again. I, I like, I actually, I sat right next to, uh, Alex for WrestleMania for that main event. And I felt like the entire crowd just wasn't really into it and we could all predict that Roman was going to win it um and even this there's just nothing that excites me about it anymore and I understand people are comparing it to Stone Cold versus The Rock they've you know gone at it with each other so many times in the past and I understand that but at least there was some kind of depth with those matches. And there were so many other people involved with that feud because it was such a large rotating roster within that main event scene when you had Triple H and Mick Foley and Rikishi even and Kurt Angle. And there were so many people involved where now, and going back to what we were saying before, it just feels like certain, you know, feuds and I guess title feuds are closed off to the rest of the roster now as opposed to when we've seen it back in the day and like I I don't know it's just this this time it just doesn't seem like Lesnar should come back it just see it always just seems like it's a desperate move to just sell the event and even with the news that came out with changing the venue of money in the bank it is extremely obvious so to me I just feel like there are so many different people that have the opportunity to go against Roman and have that platform like you said like Riddle could be somebody Sami Zayn even playing in with the whole bloodline and even Seth Rollins like there's just so many other people that can play with Roman Reigns um and I don't know what the the uh what it was supposed to be with Cody Rhodes or I'm not too sure what was going on there but um yeah, it's just to me it just seems like this this match just has no depth so it doesn't really make sense to bring it back even like just a few months later after what they did at WrestleMania. Alex, I see you're shaking your head. What what would you <laughs> prefer to see the main event of SummerSlam be? Oh god. Well, obviously they wanted it to be Randy, right? That that's the report. It was meant to be Randy and Roman. Um I mean, if you could, I I wouldn't mind another installment of Seth and Roman. The only problem is, like, as great as that was at the Royal Rumble, and it was great, by the way, the finish was obvious that they didn't want to hurt either man, and I feel like that'd be the same thing if they met again. Like, until you're ready to have Seth go over Roman, there's no real need to revisit that. Um, so I, it, it's a tricky one. Like I, Again, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him go against the Sammy, any of the options that Al just mentioned. But, the, I mean, the problem with the Brock and Roman story 
is that it's, it was done. Yeah. It was finished. Roman won. Yeah. Clean as a whistle. Right? Like the whole story. It, I wasn't even that excited about it when they came back around this time. I was like, ah. Oh. But then, you know, Roman was killing it as a heel. Brock became this, this really kind of lovable baby face that nobody expected. So the dynamic was fresh. And I was like, okay. Mm. And then you've got the Heyman in the middle. All right, cool. We did that. They did that several times on the way. And it's not like when, you know, Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn met or, you know, like back in the day, Benoit, Jericho, whoever, like where you just knew it'd be a classic. Roman and Brock, have they really had a classic one-on-one? Have they? That's up for debate, right? They haven't had any like killers. You know, you spoke, talking about Rock and Austin earlier. They had legendary matches. These these guys, I don't know if they've ever had that without the heist of the century and all of that stuff. So it's just, I, I like them both individually, but man, I'm ready for something else. Like let Brock go... Let Brock work Riddle. I'd like to see that. Let Brock work Riddle. Let yeah. let uh yeah. let you know let Roman take on Sammy and let this bloodline story manifest. We've got time to get there at SummerSlam. We've got time. Um that there, there are options. Push Montez forward, I don't care. But don't come back here to a story that was easily concluded because Vince is just plainly saying to me, Oh, you know, my plans are in disarray. Like, what's the two biggest people I've got? And that's he hasn't really thought beyond that, in my opinion. Chris, any last I can understand this from a business standpoint, not a wrestling standpoint, not a storyline <laughs> standpoint, but a business standpoint. Brock Lesnar is very recognizable if you're a casual fan, very recognizable if you're a new fan. And I think that that's a big thing that I, I don't think, I mean, we're in this, right? Like we're in this all the time. And I think we don't realize that sometimes when you're someone who's watching this for the first time or coming back, uh, watching wrestling for the first time in years, when you see someone like Brock Lesnar, you either go, oh, I recognize that guy from UFC. Or if you didn't watch UFC, you go, oh, that guy is gigantic. Wow, I'm very interested in watching this. And I feel like he's kind of like plug and play here. Like they just went, ah, let's just throw Brock Lesnar into the card to make it look like we've got a really big card, you know, for someone who might not be familiar with the storylines right now. I honestly feel like that's what it is. And it's like, well, Roman doesn't have a lot going on right now. So it'll be Brock and Roman again, because then we don't have to build up a storyline for this. We'll just put it right in. And I I honestly think that that's all that this is. And this is a match that isn't going to mean anything. It's going to be a pretty forgettable match. Like we're never going to be talking about this match six months from now six years from now it's gonna be a match that comes and goes just like all of the other brock lesnar versus roman reigns matches and that'll be the end of it i can't help but wonder i mean obviously um they're hoping that SummerSlam will be a bigger show for them the money in the bank will but i feel like if you're gonna run during ufc's international fight week why not put brock lesnar in las vegas you're gonna have all the ufc fans there there might be some sort of interesting opportunity or crossover I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like... Uh, does the last man standing caveat do anything for anyone here? Yeah, completely Something. forgot that was even... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's better is than... that the stipulation for that match? It appears so. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's better than go. just the straight up. <laughs> yeah. Guys, uh, this, is, this has been phenomenal. Um, I... I, I love everything that's been said, but I think some of the things that weren't said really speak volumes to this week's show. I do like to end on a positive note. I know uh, in the pro wrestling community, at times, fan base, personalities, it can get a little negative. So I would like to finish on this question. What is one thing that you are most excited for in the pro wrestling sphere from now till the end of 2022? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, 
and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And I'll let everyone take a moment to think about it. I'll go. I'll let you go. While you guys are going, I got one on my hand. Um, I am so pleasantly surprised with how WWE has thus far pushed and presented the man once known as Walter. I think everyone got a little spooked when uh, they rebranded him into a Nazi. And fortunately, they realized that they can't do that. And, and Gunther's not great, but it is what it is. Between his sort of commitment to moving to the States and working on his physique and his open mind to his presentation, I think it sounds, at least according to reports and what we've seen, that WWE has pretty high expectations for Gunter. And um, I am really excited to see the Intercontinental Championship presented in a way that it hasn't been in, man, what feels like a decade now, at least. I think this is the first time I felt confident that the Intercontinental title and the champion holding it are headed to bigger things. That's a good one. The matchup possibilities one. with uh, with Gunter are incredible. He is a he will be a viable contender for Roman at some point. Him and Brock will beat the crap out of each other. Like oh. Gunter has a lot of possibilities. I think for me to answer that question, it would be it's probably like a, a selfish way to look at it. But I'm really looking forward to Cardiff. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a seventy thousand seat. Probably going to be about fifty k. It looks like at the moment, British fans there. But it's our first stadium show in thirty years. I'm going to have a show there, like a live radio show there for TalkSport that weekend. We're going to have WWE guests. So for me, that that festival feeling that I'm normally traveling to the States for, it's going to be nice to, to have it on our shores, um, you know, and, and really, as far as I know, it's going to be a weekend of it. I know there's no Raw or SmackDown, but there's going to be NXT shows, I'm led to believe, on the Friday and Sunday. So getting a full weekend experience and, and actually being a part of that, having shows, is going to be really cool but i mean my favorite thing anyways as al knows is going to these big shows um you know mingling with my peers that i respect and admire so much like i'm gonna be i'm going to wrestlemania next year man chris if you're not around i'm gonna be furious uh oh i need to stay in my place you've got an extra bedroom for you (laughs) yeah that's why you've kept that wall clear you knew i was coming that's right uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's for me, man. That, that's the stuff I love. That's why I keep going to these shows. Like that, that, those. That, for anyone who hasn't traveled to like these big pay per views or done like the Mania weekends or you know Starcast, if you're a wrestling fan, you you go with people you love and stuff. It, it's it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. I'm gonna give a cliche one okay. uh, because I think wrestling's about moments. I think we can all agree about that. And one of the most unforgettable moments in recent memory was the return of CM Punk. And we didn't, a lot of us didn't think that CM Punk was ever coming back to wrestling. And now here we sit on the precipice of another return of CM Punk. And I think that AEW is going to make it really special. So I'm really looking forward to how they do that, where they do it, because there is something special about the static hitting and then the cult of personality playing. So Whenever, wherever that is, that's going to be a big moment. And then I don't know if it's going to happen in 2022, but I'll I'll extend this one more month. The Rock being part of WWE again is so exciting to me. I mean, 
I'm a, it's no secret. I'm a huge fan of The Rock. I would walk around my high school asking people questions just so I could shout, it doesn't matter what you think. And he, he uh, did so it to the so man excited. himself. That's right. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. So I think that when I think I think The Rock's going to maybe make some sort of a return Royal Rumble, but who knows? Maybe it's sometime in 2022. But whenever The Rock comes back, it is going to be so electrifying. Queen, anything to send us home with? Um, I'm very excited for the future of wrestling and its representation. Um, I just got back from a very exciting weekend with Pro Wrestling Vibe, which is a uh, sort of a newer promotion happening in the East Coast. And we had a whole Pride weekend where it was just shows dedicated to Pride and LGBTQ. And it was a really exciting weekend to be a part of. And there were so many amazing talent. Of course, Effie and Allie Catch was there, as everyone knows from GCW, but also Dark Sheik and Edith Surreal, Candy Lee, Devon Moore, Trisha Dora, who those two had the match of the weekend. I highly suggest everyone check that out on IWTV. And I'm just excited for the more queer representation. And I, I see that some places are trying and I wish AEW would push more talent, uh, you know, like Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss should be on my television screen every single week. But I think that more doors are opening in the lower, I guess, tier of wrestling. I don't want to call it lower, lower tier because it's not a lower tier, but more so on the indie side. There's so much more representation and there's so much more wrestling for everyone. And it's very accessible you know and i'm just excited to see what the future is going to hold for for queer wrestling but also like i'm puerto rican you know i love i love my latina wrestlers my my latino wrestlers you know like uh, eddie kingston and 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 you know red velvet as well so i'm excited to see more representation because i feel like representation now in wrestling is so much more bigger than it was before and so i'm just excited to see more doors opening and you know i'm i'm by as well so i i love seeing the gays thrive this month and and every single month really all 365 days a year it should be happening outside of june so that's what i'm excited to see <laughs> that i asked for a positive sentiment to send us home and uh, the queen wrote pulls through as always <laughs> guys uh, thank you so much for everything today as you may be able to tell uh the bags under my eyes are as big as the ones brock lesnar gets for making two or three appearances a year but chris <laughs> queen alex i appreciate you guys bringing the energy bringing me up with you so as we wrap up here i want to give you guys the floor to let the world know i'm sure they do but always good to remind them where they can find your work chris let us know I'm at Chris Van Vliet on all social media. My YouTube channels, Chris Van Vliet and CVV Clips. And my podcast is Insight with Chris Van Vliet. Please subscribe. We've got some big interviews on the way, including one with Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. I have an interview coming up soon with the late Scott Hall's son, Cody Hall, and also one with Road Dogs. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on those. 100,000 clips, 100,000 subscribers on the Clips channel, just blowing through. The that. Clips channel, I can't, the Clips channel is doing a million views a day right now. Insane. Just insane. Oh, Look, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Queen, my apologies. Gotta get uh, that. Where can we find you? <laughs> it's okay. You can find me, Queen of the Ring, everywhere on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I am twitch.tv slash Queen of the Ring, where uh, we have a great time. We watch a whole bunch of wrestling and we've been diving into Total Divas. We just got to Total Bellas. It's a hoot. It's definitely going down memory lane, <laughs> but it's a, it's a lot of fun. And of course, you can listen to me on Complex, Complex Unsanctioned on Spotify. We've had amazing guests so far. We recently had Thunder Rosa. We had Athena on just, and it's just so much fun to talk about, uh, everything but wrestling with them to be honest Athena was talking about her favorite Batman and so is Mercedes Martinez we had her on so we're gonna have a lot more guests on so definitely subscribe follow no you can follow I think with Spotify not subscribe uh, 
And of course, Church of Joshi. If you want to dive more into the Joshi world, it's just getting bigger. You know, Thunder Rosa is going to appear. TJPW, you want to learn more about TJPW? You could follow Church of Joshi on Twitter and Instagram. And we also have a Patreon where we've been watching more matches. So if you really want to dive into that world, come come with us and join the congregation. And I think that's everything I had to plug. Alex McCarthy, where can people hear you talk sports? So for me, uh, the Talk Wrestling podcast is the radio show that I had on Talk Sport that is available in podcast form now. And we just dropped an episode this morning, uh, 5 a.m. my time. So uh, time zones always trip me up. But either way, English time, it's out now. Chris Jericho was on there yesterday, a 30-minute interview there ahead of this weekend. Some good stuff in there. Got some AW guests before Forbidden Door. Uh, there's going to be a guest before Money in the Bank from WWE as well. So if you like those interviews, do come see me. Uh, that drops every single week. I've got my show on Mondays with my guys, SP3 and Saini Yangi, Monday Night Live on Inside the Ropes. And also you can find all interviews that I do in video form on inside the ropes so my socials which is pretty much the hub of everything i've just discussed is alexm underscore talk sport hit me up there on twitter and instagram and you can uh, find the goodness that you'll get out of my wrestling interviews wonderful guys thank you so much for watching this today checking it out you can follow me at shack Fu on twitter shack wrestling shack mma for all the content in the combat sports realm i should should be a UFC 276 and Money in the Bank next week. So hopefully I can churn out some content live on the ground for you guys. Of course, most importantly, thank you to Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful. If you haven't already, please don't forget, hit that subscribe animation. Thank you for being your beautiful selves. Thank you to Chris, Queen, Alex for doing everything you do today and beyond. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy Forbidden Door. Enjoy Money in the Bank. We'll see you in July with another stacked lineup. Peace out.